It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O-Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show for 0536271128. On today's show, brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. We're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder fun power rankings. We're going to map out the 2021-2022 Thunder roster because I'm a nerd and like this stuff way too much and it's never too early to think about next year. And preview the weekend ahead with the two games on tap. So this show is going to be very interactive. I need your fun rankings and I need your locks for next season on this roster on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles at R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S. Make sure you have plenty of coffee on hand because there's two West coast games this weekend starting today at 9 PM on Friday. They take on Phoenix and then going to Portland for another 9 PM game on, on Saturday. So back to back very late nights for us at locked on thunder, but let's start now with the fun rankings. Now what we're going to do here is we're going to rank every player in order of how fun they are to watch this season. We're not going to include Al Horford or Justin Jackson or Darius Miller or George Hill, of course, or Mike Muscala. So those are out. Those are not included here. I thought about not including Tony Bradley because we haven't seen Tony Bradley enough, but I didn't include Tony Bradley. So let's start with number one. Or should we start with number 12? Which way should we go here? Let's think about this. Let's just go ahead and start with number one. Who is the most fun to watch on this team? It has to be number one with a bullet with SGA. I mean, Shea Gilgis Alexander has to be the very best player to watch, the most fun player to watch. I think that what he's done this year 
is nothing short of phenomenal. Think about what the questions were entering this season. Can he play point guard? What if he can't do it? And now it's just solidified that he's the point guard and he's impressed so much that I got an email, lothunderpod at gmail.com, from somebody saying that he might have the second best step back in the NBA and then he has these great ball handling abilities. And fans are going to do that. I don't think he has the second best step back. I think that's, of course, uh, a little bit hyperbolic, but he does have a really good one. I mean, he's behind Luka and James Harden in, in that category. But, but SGA has been phenomenal with driving kicks. He's been elite at doing that. He's been a great creator for his teammates, and his teammates have not helped him out all the time. But still, he's gotten the ball in the right hands. He's made the right decisions, and he's really flourished as a playmaker and a point guard. And it's been fun watching his transformation into legitimately right before the injury. Everyone collectively had the conversation like, look, this could be the number one option. This could be the number one guy. Now, I've said since May that at worst... He's your number two option. So it's not that big of a jump in, in the grand scheme of things, but you know there, there's a difference between being the number one guy and number two guy. And he'll still need to learn in the playoffs. He'll still need to prove it in the playoffs. He'll still need to grow in the playoffs, as we saw him last year shrink in the playoffs. But you cannot doubt that. You, you cannot question that SJ's been the best and the most fun player to watch. The step backs, the drawling fouls, the herky-jerky motion to the rim, the effortless scoop layups. They've been great. And his defense has been better than expected. And this season might be lost for SGA in the sense that he might not come back and he will not be reevaluated until mid-April. And past mid-April, if that starts the timeline for him, you don't have that much time left. I mean, the season ends mid-May. So I think that this season could be shot for him. But what he's done this year is provided that light at the end of the tunnel. Because whenever you're a small market team and you lose Kevin Durant, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and you lose Chris Paul and you lose all these pieces that, that you've lost over the years and you enter a new phase, anytime that you enter a new phase as a small market team and you go from contending to tanking, it's scary. And, and you never are granted, you never are, are assured you'll be back. Now, the Thunder have a good position to be in with, with a great GM, the best in the sport, and a treasure trove of draft picks. But SGA really alleviates some of that pressure because he can be that number one guy for you. He can be that that top player on a roster and, and be a successful top player on a roster. That does not mean the rebuild is over. Look at Dame Lillard, who's had CJ McCollum as a running mate, and they've gotten to one fluky conference finals run. You still have to flush this team out around SGA. But what he's done this year is really allowed everyone to collectively take a deep breath and just say, you know what? Everything's going to be all right. We have Shea. And when you have Shea and you have the possibility of the, of the NBA landscape to change on a dime to where, what if Carl Anthony Towns, who Shea's best friends with, demands out of Minnesota this offseason? Do you want to go get Carl Anthony Towns and pair him with SGA? Even if you cannot cash in on the top overall pick like this team was trying to do and should still try to do and will still try to do, you have other avenues to pair with Shea, a really good player. And Shea's made it to where it's worth doing that. If Shea was going to be a number two and you paired him next to Carl Anthony Towns, who I think is a number two as well, as we've seen him not carry teams at all, his only time with true success has been with Jimmy Butler being the alpha, then while pairing SGA, if he was going to be a number two with Cat would be a better product than what we're seeing right now, it also wouldn't be good enough to be a championship contender. Therefore, it wouldn't be worth the draft capital and the assets that, that Minnesota will take to acquire him. But now that SGA can be that number one option, 
the conversation gets different a bit. It, it changes a bit. And I think that what's hard to contextualize right now is that the Thunder can truly trade for Cat. And I'm not saying that they're going to do this, but, but they can trade for Bradley Beal or Carlton Towns or one of these elite players and give up the draft capital necessary to, to do it, give up six, seven draft picks, and still have top five of the most draft picks in the future, right? So have, still have the fifth or, or, or fourth most draft picks, first round picks going forward, even if they gave up seven of them or if they gave up five of them for Carlton Towns. I, it's crazy uh, what what the asset accumulation that Sam Presti's done. And he can cash those in in more ways than one. The second most fun player to watch is Lou Dort. Watching him knock down threes, the game winner, the defense, watching him shut down Donovan Mitchell early on and, and Jamal Murray early on, watching him get that game-saving block. It's been fun to watch Lou Dort come into his own this year. And it's been fun watching him in different spots where he's playing without SGA and he needs to be the lead ball handler and tries to get that point guard role bit go, you know, try to get that point guard role for him. It's been fun watching him draw, watching him work this year. He's number two. Number three is Alexei Pokoshevsky. Because Alexei Pokoshevsky is like a box of chocolates. You just never know what you're going to get from him. You never know if it's going to be good, if it's going to be bad, if it's going to be indifferent. You just never know what Poku's going to bring you. And the beautiful thing about this season for Poku is that if he's good, then we get to praise him and fantasize over what he could become. And if he's bad, we get to say, you know what? It's it's a project. It's going to be four years from now before we really know what he's going to turn into. We're in a win-win spot with Poku as fans. Number four is Teo Malvon. Watching him be so mature in his passing vision, watching him facilitate an offense and carry an offense has been jaw-dropping at 19 years old. I know he's been a professional before, but and he's been a professional since, like, what, 16? But the NBA landscape is different, and he's handled that adjustment so so gracefully that, that it's impressive to watch his adjustment to this style of play without summer league, with a condensed preseason, a condensed training camp, limited off days, therefore no practices for the most part, playing NBA games nonstop, Remember that he missed a couple preseason games of the three with, with a uh, personal reason where I think he was trying to get his visa or something. Uh, and that shortens the already shortened preseason. So Tim Maldon's not had a lot of time to adjust, and he's done it phenomenally uh, and flawlessly, even as someone coming over to a new culture as well. You have to factor that in, too, that he's, he's not from here. He's not used to this lifestyle uh, of any sense of the word, NBA lifestyle, American lifestyle, anything. And he's made the adjustment on the fly, and it's been really, really good for him. The top five will be in the first segment. So number five to round things out is Isaiah Roby. Watching Isaiah Roby get more comfortable day in and day out and add new tools to his game, getting more comfortable shooting the ball, getting better defensively, getting better at driving and finishing, getting better at swinging the ball and being a good passer and, and facilitating an offense and making an extra pass has been incredible to watch. And watching him go from an outcast in Dallas where he's hurt and they want to give him up for Justin Patton to go get Willie Colley-Stein. And if Sam Presley's not step up and trade for Isaiah Roby, then the Mavericks would have waived Isaiah Roby. And the only reason why they didn't waive him is because it was easier to waive Justin Patton's contract than Isaiah Roby's contract. And so he goes from this second-round pick who was so valued by Dallas, they made him the highest-paid second-round pick in NBA history, to getting hurt, to being out of the rotation, of course, because he's hurt, and then getting traded or waived by Dallas because he got traded but almost got waived, of course, if they didn't get Justin Patton. To now, he is showing you why Dallas made him the highest-paid second-round pick at the time. Because he's a really good contributor, and he's going to be a good contributor for a long time, and he's on a team-friendly deal for Oklahoma City for what he provides to Oklahoma City. Isaiah Roby, again, has also grown as a player in this season. And for a guy who, in the preseason, you guys called me crazy for never cutting him in my roster roster projections, and you guys wanted off this team so badly for the likes of Frank Jackson, he's turned into a a player that 
almost consistent, consistent, consistently, consistently, consciously. What's the word I'm looking for? Consensusly? It's a consensus that he's a lock for this roster in 2022. And you know, as founder of Isaiah Roby Island, I had to have him in the top five. He's, he's amazing. He's a great player to watch. Coming up, we're going to round out this fun, right? Power Rankings, do our mapping out of the 2022 Thunder roster. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Sport Trade. Sport Trade is amazing, folks. Let me tell you right now about Sport Trade. Making money with Sport Trade is simple as players' values rise and fall based on two factors. What are those two factors? One of them is their statistical performance in each game as compared to their projected fantasy points in every game. The more points scored, the higher the value goes. Number two is good old-fashioned supply and demand. They demand players. The more the players in demand, the higher their value goes. When you're ready to buy shares, pick that penny stock in a rookie with a huge upside, or just go ahead and grab that blue chip veteran who's always a solid performer. Instantly buy and sell as many shares and as many players as you want, like the stock market. Then watch your players battle it out and your portfolio rise. Simply go to uh, sporttrade.com and watch the How It Works video and then sign up to get started. Sign up today at sporttrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable world of sports trading. This is where fantasy sports meets the stock market. It's amazing. Sport trade takes fantasy to the next level. It's like Robin Hood for fantasy sports. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players, just like in real stocks. Finally, a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. Sign up today at sporttrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable way to enter the world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You'll be amazed. Do not sit on the sidelines any longer. Get on the action at sporttrade.com. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago. I was three years old 20 years ago. And I could have been going to rockauto.com 20 years ago when the internet was a dirt, uh, was a deep, dark place. I mean, the internet back then was a scary, scary place. There was hardly any monitoring. Your phone would ring and the internet would stop working. It was a mess. It was a disaster. But it was not a disaster back then, and it was not a disaster now, is rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is an amazing place. And I know nothing about cars. I know absolutely nothing. I can't change a tire. I can't change the windshield wipers. I can't do anything but fill it up with gas, uh, check the oil a little bit, and drive from point A to point B. That's all I can do. That's all I have to do, though, because what I can do at rockauto.com with their easy-to-navigate website, is I can put my make, my model, my year in, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way, I'm not wasting parts and money on things I cannot use, parts I do not need. I'm just simply getting what I need at rockauto.com. So go there, tell them Lockdown sent you, and the how did you hear about us box, and don't know what to do from there. Rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices of the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And I would like to tell you about our good friends over at the Lockdown Today podcast. I start my morning every single morning by waking up, Turning on Lockdown Today, getting out of bed, brushing my teeth, going to get coffee, and all the while having Lockdown Today on my phone uh, telling me in under, tw- in under 20 minutes all the biggest stories from around the sports landscape. So follow Lockdown Today with host Peter Bukowski. He'll get you set with all the major story news coming out right now. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app, wherever else you your podcast from. It's opening day on Thursday, so they're going to be re- recapping that today. And Roy Williams retired. I'm sure that they're going to touch on that as well a legendary college basketball coach, the NFL drafts creeping up, and of course, the NBA world that never stops. So they're going to have a lot of NBA content there as well on Locked On today. So go there on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcast from. Right now, let's continue our fun rankings with number six, Josh Hall. Josh Hall has been fun to watch because of his confidence and because of his aggressiveness. 
This is a guy who skipped college. And so he goes from the AAU circuit, the high school circuit, does not go overseas, does not play in the G League Ignite system this year. Of course, he's already in the NBA. And doesn't get to play in the G League bubble that often because he gets hurt. I think he played, what, one game in the bubble? And yet, he has this bravado about him, this, this swagger about him, to where that he knows he belongs at this level. He has the tools and the ability to play at this level. And he attacks the rim relentlessly. He's fearless. I love watching Josh Hall play. It's going to pan out for him pretty soon. We still have a, a month and a half to go or so. It's going to pan out for him pretty soon. And I'm excited to watch how it unfolds for Josh Hall as he gets more minutes throughout the rest of this year. Number seven, we have Darius Baisley, who has not played all that often this year. has been bad when he does play. But I still believe in building block Baisley. A lot of Bs there. But building block Baisley will bounce back in the second half whenever he gets on the floor. Still dealing with that shoulder injury. But I can't knock him down too much because I did enjoy watching him for better or worse in the first half. Number eight, Moses Brown. Johnny come lately, Moses Brown has been amazing to watch. Starting the G League bubble was just dominating the bubble. And everyone tried to pass it off as he's just big. He's just bigger than anybody else. He's just too big. And I told you on Lockdown Thunder, hey, this guy's doing more than just being big, folks. This guy's doing more than just being a big body out there. He's truly good at basketball. He comes back from the bubble and dominates the NBA. And he's doing double-doubles every night, it seems like. And truly, I, you can count on one hand, one hand how many times he has not done double-double. And I think by season's end, he could average a double-double. I think that... It's also impressive that he's the third straight player to get converted from the two-way contract to a standard NBA deal. And it's been fun watching him develop and watching him play. Ty Jerome, number nine, watching him blitz the nets from deep and just being able to get on a tear from beyond the arc, along with his sneaky passing ability. He's an elite passer that goes kind of unnoticed. And I did not give him enough credit, you know, in the preseason and in his whole career, going back to evaluate him in college. I never gave him the credit he deserves as a playmaker. He's a really good passer and a really good basketball player in terms of court vision and setting up teammates. And, and I never gave him enough credit for that at any point in his NBA career, including in the preseason this year. But he's really good at that. And he's been fun to watch uh, all, all season long. Number 10 right below him, Steve McKayluke. Steve McKayluke, wa- watching him and his transformation from what he was in college to now a couple years in his NBA career, what he is right now with the Thunder, watching him go off the dribble more, watching him play some better defense, watching him fill the lanes correctly, watching him shoot from beyond the arc. It's all been very fun. And, and the possibilities with Fee are endless because you can see him being that quality player on a on a competitive team. Number 11 is Kenny Hustle. And somebody has to get to the bottom of the list. And it's been fun watching Kenny Hustle. And this kind of shows you what I talked about in the preseason. In the preseason, I said, this team will be competitive and it will be fun. Now, they're going to lose a lot of games, and, and they are losing a lot of games, but they're still fun and competitive to watch to the point where a fun player like Kendrick Williams, who's been so efficient and so good offensively, while also being this glue guy, hustle guy, defensive menace, slips all the way down to 11th on this roster of the power rankings of fun players. On the fun player power rankings, the guy who this team is going to for sure lock into their long-term future, and a guy who I said just a couple days ago would be this kind of Nick Collison-type role as this culture enforcer down the line is 11th. Like, this is how fun this team's been to watch. Number 12, Tony Bradley just has not gotten a lot of run this year. Uh, He just got traded, of course. He'll get some more run down the stretch of the season. But in the little spurts he's gotten, even while not knowing the playbook or anything, he's been kind of fun to watch and enjoyable to watch. Uh, And, of course, Joel Embiid. Uh, thinks that he's incredible. So that's a, a bonus point there for him at number 12. But he's dead last because we just have not seen him enough just yet. 
But after ranking all those fun players, and again, my number 11, Kenny Hustle, I, I can very well see him in a lot of your top fives. That's why I want you to interact with this show on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-S on email, lothunderpod at gmail.com and tell me your top 12 players to watch, your most fun players to watch because I can see Kenny Hustle going from my 11 to your five like in a, in a flip of a switch. Like that's how fun this team is. It's so polarizing in a good way to where you, you can rank these guys in any order and be correct. That's why that's why I found it so important to, to do this exercise of mapping out this roster for 2021 and 2022. I like, what does this roster look like next season? Can everyone make the team who's impressing us right now? Can they all make the team next year? Or will we see a bit of a numbers crunch? So let's talk through this and think through this real quick on the other side and think who's our locks, who's our question marks, and who's for sure gone. That's all coming up on the Lockdown Thunder podcast, as well as previewing this weekend against the Suns and the Trailblazers. You'll get a bonus pod Saturday to recap that Suns game. So look out for that. Follow Locked on Thunder anywhere you get your podcast from. It's the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder Monday through Friday. Never missing a day Monday through Friday. So check it out. Tune in and be locked into Locked on Thunder. So coming up, we will map out the 2021-2022 roster, the way too early look at the future of the Thunder. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a phenomenal protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked 15, and you receive a 15% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Built Bars are phenomenal. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. They're the very best tasting protein bars on the market. They're great pre-workout, post-workout, workout, or even as a meal replacement. They're just that filling. I love, love, love Built Bars. They have amazing flavors. My favorites are cookies and cream, the coconut brownie chunk, and the birthday cake Built Bars. They are phenomenal. Try them today at BuiltBar.com. Follow them on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. We just crowned the best tasting Built Bar in our Built Bar March Madness Championship. So try them out today, BuiltBar.com. Whenever you go there, use Locked15 to get 15% off your next order. That's Locked15 to get 15% off your next order. And again, that's your next order. So if you're a repeat customer, if you've been with us and been on board with us with Built Bar this entire time, you can still use that promo code in your repeat orders. That's Locked15 to get 15% off your next order. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is an amazing website. You know that we use it every single day uh, to bet on every single Thunder game. Betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Baseball is back as well. Betonline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props almost as you can imagine. Betonline even has you cover for the scores and the news, and the odds. It's the best way to place your bets since free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. But online, your online sportbook experts. But online.ag, promo code locked on, 50% welcome bonus. But online.ag, promo code locked on, 50% welcome bonus. But online.ag, your online sportbook experts. I use them every single day. We'll use them again today and tomorrow to bet on the Oklahoma City Thunder, taking on the Portland Trailblazers and the Phoenix Suns. And we've been keeping track all year long of how I'm doing uh, betting on the Thunder on a bit of a hot streak right now the last couple of weeks. So we'll see if we can stay hot this weekend with betonline.ag. I also want to tell you, my good friends, over at the Locked On NBA Draft podcast, get more analysis of the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March of Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever else 
you get your podcast from Cade Cunningham just officially declared for the NBA draft. So they're going to be talking all about Cade. Of course, we all knew it was coming, but now it's official that he's in this NBA draft. I want to continue to map out next year's roster for the Thunder. I know it's way too early. I know it's kind of nerdy, but I, I want to see what, what it looks like. So here's our locks. Now, now the locks are going to first come via contract. So who's locked in via contract with a guaranteed deal next year? SGA, Lou Dort, Tail Malbon, Darius Baisley, Alexei Pokashevsky, Moses Brown, Ty Jerome, Al Horford. Now, that we all expect Al Horford to get traded. So Al Horford could go from one player on the roster, just being Al Horford, to being traded for multiple players, to being traded for two, three players. But for now, let's operate as if he's one player. Let's say that they make a, a multiplayer deal, but eventually only keep one player. The same way you do with Chris Paul. You trade Chris Paul's massive contract. The only player remaining from that deal is Ty Jerome. But you did flip those additional pieces for more players. So if you can't wave them outright in this deal, you get back a contract you can't wave, but you flip them for more players, again, this adds to your whole roster total. But for now, let's say that you only keep one player from the Alford trade. So it, it creates just a bona fide eight roster lock to where there's eight players under contract next year that you have to keep. Now, throw in your first round picks, you know, you're going to get at least get two of them. So throw in your first round picks. You're at least going to make one of your second round selections. However, you have the possibility of two more. So you could have up to three second round picks and two first round picks. If you made all those selections, that's five players you just added to this roster. I do not expect the Thunder to make all five picks and especially do not expect them to sign all five picks to an NBA contract. But I do think they make three of them. I think they make their two first round picks, obviously, and then they make one second round pick, that Minnesota pick. So that's three additional roster spots. So we're at SGA, Lou Dort, Tail Malon, Darius Baisley, Alexei Poshevsky, Moses Brown, Ty Jerome. Then we're at Al Horford, whatever he becomes. Let's say it's one player. That's eight already. Then we're at first round pick number one, first round pick number two, and then second round pick number one, and the, I think, only second round pick. That's 11 players already on this roster. I think Kenny Hustle's a lock. I think that that's why you kept him after the deadline. If you were not going to keep him, then his value would never be higher than the deadline. And they want to build their bench unit with with Kenny Hustle in mind. It sounds weird to say around Kenny Hustle, but but Kenny Hustle will be an integral part of the bench unit. I think Isaiah Roby is a lock to stay on this roster. That's two right there. And then I think Shumakai Luke is a lock to remain on this roster. That's 14 players at this point with those locks. Now, the latter portion of that, the Isaiah Roby, Kenny Hustle, and NSV, those players do not have guaranteed deals where they have to be back next year. But I do think that they will be back regardless. So it's already 14 locks on this roster. The question marks become Josh Hall and Tony Bradley. I think Josh Hall will be back on another two-way deal. I think that he likes it in Oklahoma City. He knows that this is his best pathway to an NBA roster spot. Look at their track record. And he can he can do he can be well served from another two-way deal where he can go to the G League, he can play in the NBA, he can play in summer league if we have it, which I think that we will. He can play in the preseason, all that good stuff. So I think that we'll be back on a two-way contract. So then you have one additional two-way to work with from there, which could be used on one of your second-round picks that, that, that we don't have accounted for right now in the locks. You could make two second-round pick choices, and one of them is a two-way deal. Or your only second-round pick in this option is a two-way deal itself. So it can go a lot of different ways for the two ways, and you can have one additional spot there if you use one on, on Josh Hall. Tony Bradley's a question mark. I don't think Tony Bradley makes it. I think Tony Bradley is gone because you have to see, save some flexibility for other trades. Again, the Al Horford trade can very well and, and might very well, and, and there's a 99% chance it will bring back a couple players for one. A, 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 not a one-for-one swap, but a couple players for one to where you need more roster spots. 
And so I think Tony Bradley will be a casualty of that. The players that are for sure gone to me are Muscala, Justin Jackson, Darius Miller. Now, Muscala loves it in Oklahoma City, and he's a fan favorite, and I love Muscala, uh, and I love watching him, and I and I enjoy talking to him as well in the media. Uh, but I, I don't think that he fits the timeline here anymore, of course, and I think that for his career's sake, he can really help a competitor and a contender, and maybe he just loves to be on this team and loves to be a, a mentor to these guys and would and would take another a gig of getting paid a couple million dollars and simply not playing. He's been an amazing mentor for these guys and, and truly a good piece of the culture. But I, I just would not blame him at all if he turns that option down and just wants to go play and wants to go compete. And even if it's not competing for a championship, just simply get minutes because he's not going to get them in Oklahoma City. So I think that those three guys are for sure gone and that Tony Bradley's still up in the air. But I lean right now, Tony Bradley's gone as well. It'll be fascinating to look back on this and see where I was right and wrong uh, whenever we have our official roster next year. But that's a long ways off, but I, I did want to map it out for the rest of the year. So like the, the rest of this year, it's a big deal for Josh Hall and, and Tony Bradley to perform well and try to earn their spot on this team. So again, another jam-packed weekend for the Thunder. Friday at the Suns, Sun, uh, Saturday at the Portland Trailblazers. Now here again, Portland is coming off of a back-to-back on Saturday. They play the Bucks in the front end, so they're going to play their, their great guys against Milwaukee. Could you see CJ McCollum rest on the second night of back-to-back? Possibly, to where Portland gets a little bit worse. However, Portland and Phoenix are still so much better than you. Without SGA, who will not be available, uh, the, the 99% chance that, that Darius Bates is not available, without Al Horford and without the guys you're sitting, you know, Portland's just so much better than you, even if they sit CJ McCollum. Uh, so is Phoenix. Phoenix is one of the best teams in the NBA. It'll be a late night for like a couple of 20-point losses probably. And what to watch for though in this is Ty Jerome, number one. Could he be load managing? Do you play him on both nights of a back-to-back while he's nursing a sore ankle, an ankle injury that has kept him out of the majority of this season? And then Tail Malvon bouncing back from one of his rare rough games when he starts 0 for 7 in the first half against Toronto. And then keep an eye for Kendrick Williams. I think it's time to start evaluating him differently to where he's kind of more than just this kind of scrappy chip on his shoulder defensive minutes like he's more than just that he does do all of those things very well by the way the effort the scrappiness blah 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 but he does more than that he's efficient player he's a really good offensive player he just does the right things cutting wise and is always in the right spot it feels like offensively so we watch for that kind of stuff in these two games while the team will probably be getting blown out but there's still additional things to watch for you'll get that bonus pod on saturday and then we'll recap the sun's game on monday Prior to the early tip Pistons game, this is a weird time slot, these next couple of games. You got 9 p.m., 9 p.m., 6 p.m. coming up on the docket. So make sure you have your coffee. Make sure you're well-adjusted to the time differences. And we'll watch some Thunder basketball together. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. We'll see you tomorrow. So be good and be good to one another. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.